1: Hey everyone, Robert here just with some quick updates before we get to Tower 4. I just want to say that we have been taking a long time to release stuff over the last few months because we have just partnered with Bloody Disgusting and now they are hosting some of our shows on their site. So you can go over to Bloody Disgusting and find six of our shows, six Seven Lamb Shows under the bloody disgusting umbrella we still have our other shows that we're working on as well but they're just going to help us out with marketing and we have a lot of things planned the problem was it just took a long time to get to this point as we transferred over so hopefully within the next couple months we will pick up pace and be able to release a lot more uh, a lot quicker but you know that's just the nature of the beast this thing is a never ending cycle of production. So I just wanted to put that out there. We're really excited to work with Bloody Disgusting and we're excited for things to come. That being said, we're also still working with Voyage Media and there is a new episode of the Fever Dreams podcast. It's been out for a little bit now. It's called Succubus. And it's basically Get Out meets Seven. It's an audio version of a Jordan Peele movie, basically. It's uh, two African-American female detectives who investigate a series of castration murders of black men only to discover the female culprit may be supernatural. It's scary. It's surprisingly funny. It's one of the best episodes yet of the series, so we think you'll enjoy it. And if you want to listen to a little bit of it, there's going to be a clip of it after this episode of Tower 4. So stick around after the credits to listen to that and then go to feverdreamspodcast.com to listen to the whole episode. I want to say thank you to everyone who listens and everyone who donates on Patreon, everyone who follows us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It means a lot to us. Like I said, we know we've been releasing... Uh, slowly over the last few months just a lot of stuff going on on the business end along with a lot of life stuff too uh, so we're hoping that we will be able to pick up soon and uh, release even more content for you lovely people thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy the next episode of tower four seven Lamb productions presents tower four Season 2, Episode 9, Questions and Answers.
0: It was late. I was tired. The adrenaline was wearing off. Sleep was hard to come by nowadays. I looked over a ridge. The vast field extended for what looked like another mile or two. The trees were sparse, but the boulders were in abundance. I wondered if there were more secret doors. I also wondered how the hell he got down there. Or did he? I peered straight down at nothing but jagged rocks. But when I moved my flashlight beam to the left, I saw the descending grassy hill that led to the field below. The grass wasn't as matted down here, but this had to be the way he went. All of this was so dumb. How did I let it get this far? I wanted to leave, and yet I let Amber and Jerry convince me to stay. And for what? I went into that damn bunker and got stuck. I found nothing. And still I felt bad about leaving Jerry behind, but I couldn't imagine what would have happened if I got stuck in between those two sets of steel doors. Not to mention what the fuck had happened down there. I swear I heard a scream and gunshots over the radio.
2: Mikey, are you ready to talk? Or are you going to ignore me some more? Because this on-again, off-again thing we have a la Sam and Diane is really jarring. Jarring. Is that the right word. Oh, also, before you respond all awkwardly about my TV reference, Sam and Diane was a bad comparison. So I take it back. We're like the friendship version of Sam and Diane. Uh, maybe along the lines of. Um, I don't know. Who so are good friends that also have their ups and downs? Oh, Norman Cliff! Yeah, we're like Norman Cliff.
0: The music had stopped a half hour ago, and Amber did try making contact a few times, but I was still unsure how I wanted to broach the subject of a secret bunker. I still didn't trust Amber, but I also just didn't give a shit anymore. I wanted answers. I wanted to know what was going on, but the, but the real reason I was following this cart was to find a way out. I had no idea where I was right now. I heard some movement behind me. I spun around expecting some sort of animal. I knew it couldn't be Jerry now. I saw nothing. Mikey? Hello, Amber.
2: Mike! What was that? I was treating you like Norm. Norm? I figured you were the norm in this friendship and I'd be the cliff. You know,
0: since you mentioned you had fat rolls and I pretend to know everything. Wow. Fat rolls?
2: You mentioned it. When? The first shower time, remember? You said something about being chunky.
0: No, you did.
2: Oh you're right
0: somehow i remembered that guess my memory was back in full force
2: still you know why i'm saying this right did you hear my comparison to cheers
0: yes i did
2: really i thought maybe you were asleep
0: yet you still continued to reach out
2: ouch sorry but you left me hanging before i was busy not with writing how do you know because i can tell
0: oh yeah Here it goes. Now is the time. I bet you can. What does that mean? It means I'm sure you know I'm not writing. I'm sure you're aware of everything. Haven't you talked to Gene?
2: Um, yeah. I talked to him earlier. And? And he told me about the fire.
0: And the tremors.
2: Well, he didn't tell me about the tremors. I felt the tremors. He just asked me to talk to you about
0: them. Yeah, that makes sense. What makes sense? I think it's safe to say you and Gene are more like Norman Cliff. (laughs) We're not that close. Sure, you guys seem to have a lot of secrets. A lot of stuff you like to keep from me.
2: What the hell are you talking about, Mike?
0: I know. You know? That's right, I know. I know about your little conversations, I've heard them. What? Your little back and forths about me.
2: Sure, yeah, we chat about you, but most of the time it's about how you're doing concerned and I let him know.
0: You also do his bidding.
2: Please explain.
0: He didn't want me to leave my tower. You helped him with that. She didn't respond right away. Seems like I caught her off guard. Mike, I didn't want you to leave. I'm talking about when I said I was going to Overarch. Seriously, I am so confused right now. Amber, for fuck's sake, I know everything. Well, Shit, not everything. I'm sure you and Gene have a lot of fun chats, many of which I haven't heard, but I heard enough to convince me not to trust you.
2: You don't trust me? No. Mike, can I explain some things?
0: Please, I have plenty of time right now.
2: Oh, why do you say that?
0: Wouldn't you like to know?
2: Uh, I don't know why you're being like this, but yes, Gene and I talk often. Not every day, but maybe every three days or so? He asks about fires, about food, about weather. But he also asks about you.
0: Why? Because
2: you're new. And let's face it, you don't have a lot of experience. And he knows that. I know that. And hell, you know that.
0: That's the exact same thing Dr. Browning asked of me. Then why did he hire me? You want the truth? Fuck, yes, Amber, I want the truth, if you're willing. Oh, come on.
2: No, I'm serious. I don't know. I mean, we needed someone after Jerry, but I'm not sure why they settled for you.
0: For some reason that hurt, and I'm not sure why.
2: I'm glad they did, though. I told you, I like chatting with you. You know, when you're not being a total ass.
0: I'd rather be an ass than a fake. Me? A fake? That and a liar. Have you not been listening? I know you and Jean wanted me to stay.
2: So fucking what?: Yes, Jean wanted you to stay, so did I. But I'm not lying about that. I'm not lying about wanting you to stay. I'm not lying about trying to convince you to stay. And I'm not lying about Jean asking me to convince you to stay. So what exactly am I lying about, Mike?:
0: I thought about it a moment. I tried to think about everything I heard over the radio and eavesdropping. Shit, did I have this all wrong? I'm here. Well? Well, what?
2: Don't you believe me?
0: I don't know what I believe anymore. Well, except one thing. What's that? I'm not crazy. Are we all mad again? I stood there in the field under the bright moonlight. All the clouds had dispersed and I didn't need my flashlight anymore.
2: over for Tower 4. Or hell, I can. And then Jean can take three. What I'm trying to say is that things would get worked out if you left. It's fine. If things are really bad for you,
0: then go. Again, I heard movement. This time in the tall grass to my left. But again, I saw nothing. When Jerry left, we figured things out. We can do the same with you. Don't do anything don't want to do My whole life has been doing things I don't want to do. Why do you do those things then? Because of other people. What does that mean? I walked over to a low flat rock. I sat on it placing my backpack to the side. I've always had trouble letting go. Always had trouble focusing on myself. <laughs> it's the airplane analogy. What's that? It's something my therapist would mention from time to time. I have an old school idea of therapy, so I see it as embarrassing.
2: Too embarrassing to share with me.
0: Can I continue?
2: Sorry, go ahead. What's the analogy?
0: Basically, Dr. Browning would tell me that I need to help myself first. He compared it to when something goes wrong while flying. You know what happens when there's an emergency on a flight and the oxygen masks fall, and what do the attendants always tell you to do? They tell you to put yours on first. Before helping anyone else, because then you can't help someone else before you help yourself before you solve your own problems. Okay. I've spent a large portion of my life trying to help others even when I was just as broken or as lost as they were. Sometimes worse. Coming out here and working on my book was supposed to be a new beginning, and when things got weird, I focused on that instead. And when things got, uh... Too weird? <laughs> sure. When things got too weird, I wanted to leave, but I didn't. Partly, but also because of Jerry. Um, what?
2: Is this like some weird connection you and Jerry share with the
0: tower? It felt like the right time. I was tired of keeping secrets and I didn't give a shit about whether Gene was listening. Amber, there's something going on with this place. Something strange. I was being tracked. I pulled out this device. Pulled it right out of my arm. And Jerry, he's here. He's been in the woods, searching for some underground bunker, and I helped him find it. I was down there, Amber. I was just down there. Was she having trouble taking it all in? Amber? God damn it! Amber, are you there? Amber? Well, that's perfect timing. (sighs) <sighs> I recognized this piece. It sounded familiar. I was sure I'd heard it in a movie or two. One other thing I was sure about. Amber couldn't hear me anymore. An hour had passed and the music only stopped 15 minutes ago. I actually let the music play the whole time over the radio. It helped me stay awake and focused. I was hoping I could find this guy soon because I was getting tired and, and I was running low on water. Well, worst comes to worst, I could probably find something if I just picked a direction on the map and stuck with it. Actually, I was surprised I hadn't stumbled upon any trails or sights tonight. Sometimes I forgot just how vast this forest was. I thought about reaching out to Amber again, even though it was super late now, but I wanted to know if she heard me before. Whoa. I saw lights over a small hill. They were faint, merely reaching a tall tree in the middle of the open area. No way. I was surprised I was running, but the adrenaline had kicked back in. When I reached the top of the hill, I saw the cart. Past the tree and toward the wood line, more forest was only a hundred yards away. The cart was on its side against a group of rocks. Smoke slowly rising from under the bent white hood. And while I wanted to find this guy, I needed to still be cautious. I readied my bow on approach. Hello? Hello?
3: (coughs) Who's... that?
0: I made my way to the front to see the muscular man, bent in an awkward way, jammed between his seat and a couple of rocks. He had blood in his eye. It dripped down from his forehead. He was not in good shape. Thought I'd ask you the same question. This man was in no way a threat. Not right now. As it got closer, I saw his leg was bent in a way it shouldn't be. I put away my bow. You don't look so good. What happened? He looked around nervously. (coughs) Who are, are you? I wasn't sure what I wanted to say to this man, so instead I asked again. What happened? Here? Yeah, here, where else? What the hell happened?
3: Hit something. Spun out down the the hill.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see that.
3: Wait, are are you that guy? The one I I passed?
0: In the bunker? Yeah, that was me. You're not one of them. Them? Wasn't that the same term Jerry used? All that and others? I don't know who they are, but I can assure you I'm not one of them. He stared at me a long while as he struggled to breathe in his awkward position. I... I'm bleeding out. We need to get you out of there. I... can't... move. I examined the vehicle, wondering if I could push it, tip it right side up.
3: Are... you... a hiker? What? Camping. Are are you camping... here?
0: Geez, I came to find this guy to get some questions answered, but he seemed to have a ton of his own. No, I'm not a camper. Now listen, buddy, I may be able to push this thing over. No. Too heavy.
3: You... you won't... (coughs) you won't be able to.
0: That's the spirit. You you should leave. That caught me by surprise. You want me to leave? But the man closed his eyes like he wanted to get some rest. Although he was so messed up that if he fell asleep now, he may never wake back up. Hey! His eyes shot open. Even the blood-soaked one. We need to get you out of there. I'm trapped. Yeah, so was I, but I got out. Here. I bent down and examined his body position. If I could move the rock behind his back, maybe I'd be able to slide him out. I have an idea.
3: What? What?
0: I didn't answer. I just moved around to the other side and shimmied the rock. Uh, Sorry. Let me just... uh, It hurts. It it hurts. Hold on. There we go. Uh, I have to pull you out a bit, and then we can straighten your leg if it's not broken. I think it is. Hold tight. I moved the rock as much as I could. I then lifted the driver's seat just enough to slide his hand out. Uh, There we go. When his hand was free, the elbow straightened and his arm flopped back. Sorry, but you're almost out. Okay, here we go. On the count of three. No. Wait. One. No. Two. Three. No. There you are. Free at last. But his leg looked horrible. There was a gash down the entire thigh, all the way down to his knee pool of blood soaked the gravel beneath him. Jesus.
3: What? Uh,
0: nothing. Nothing. I didn't have much that could help, but he was bleeding a lot, so I grabbed an extra shirt and tore it. Oh, God! He noticed how bad his leg was now. Don't look at it. I tore the shirt in several strips and tied them around his leg. Oh. Sorry, but we have to make it tight. No. No. One more time. That should do it. The man was way more beat up than I initially thought, but there was blood on his clothes when he left the bunker, so how much of it was actually due to this crash? Thank you. But you should go. I appreciate the advice. And trust me, I want to leave. Been wanting to for a long time. But I can't just yet. Why? I shifted the guy and leaned him against the rocks by the cart so he could sit up. You want to know why? Because I've spent too much time in this Twilight Zone episode, and I want answers to all the craziness that's happening around me. That includes you and... ...this. You're that... ...guy. Sure, yeah. That guy. The
3: guy. In, uh... In, uh, Tower Four. The name's
0: Mike. Nice to meet you. You... you were helping... that that, that nut. Jerry? (laughs) Sure, he's a little out there. But it turns out a lot of stuff he was saying was actually true. Trust me, I was just as shocked as you currently look. Apparently the guy didn't find my sense of humor all that funny. So, who are you?
3: I I told you. You need to... leave.
0: I knelt beside him. Yeah, I'm going to. And this time I will be following through. But before I do, I'd like to know what the hell kind of underground bullshit I was just stuck in. You were... down there? How? Me and Jerry tricked you and your friend. I saw you the night you two were packing his things. You... shouldn't... be here. And if I wasn't here, you'd still be lying with your arm and leg bent back. What happened down there? Where's Jerry? (laughs) They're gonna come for me. They came for the rest of them. And they'll
3: come for me, too.
0: You know, I love the riddles and mysteries, but I got enough of them from Jerry. Who's coming for you? The test subjects. And, And Iris. Iris? Who's Iris? And test subjects, what does that mean?
3: Either way, I'm fucked now. That's what that means.
0: What's down there? What's under the ground? <laughs> What's so funny? I don't have your answers. What? You signed some kind of NDA? Tell me. Don't... You get it. Don't know.
3: I'm a grunt. Oh, <coughs> I'm a runner. Things went and got fucked up because of that fucking bastard. Who? Jerry? We thought we got him. But he was playing possum. Fucker was pretending. Pretending? When he came to, he stabbed Roy. Then he... he let...
0: His sentence stopped and he tried to catch his breath.
3: Go on! (laughs) Then he let... the rats out. Rats? What rats? I'm telling you, for the last time, go. Doing you a favor.
0: I appreciate it, but I'll be okay.
3: No, you won't. Because they're free now. Loads of them. And and
0: And what? <coughs> and what? He was having trouble breathing. Come on, man, you need water, I'll get you water. I was surprised that she was trying to contact me right now. I cautiously picked up the radio, unsure what to expect. Uh, yeah. I'm awake, Amber. He took the conversation away from the injured man. Oh, good.
2: I know you and I were having our third fight, or maybe it was our fourth one. But I wanted to let you know that Jean said they're making a surprise drop tonight. Oh? Yeah. And even though you abruptly ended our conversation earlier, he was adamant about me telling you, so that's what I'm
0: doing. A supply drop? Tonight? I looked over at my injured friend. His coughing fit had stopped, but he was just sitting there now with his head resting on his chest and his eyes closed. For a moment I didn't think he was breathing, but he was. They were just very slow, shallow breaths. Jean said there's some surprise stuff in the drop. I'm hoping it means more banana chips, but... But what? Well know if i should tell Jean about your decision to leave again
2: i didn't tell him anything we talked about i figured i'd talk to you first if you want me to tell him i will but if you want to tell him yourself that's fine too
0: i'm not sure yet oh
2: okay well i'll keep my mouth shut i don't want you to be mad at me anymore i don't like it
0: i appreciate that
2: okay well sorry to wake you if i did Myself, You
0: were asleep to make the shun silence easier to cope with. That's not what it was. If you say so.
2: And remember to get that supply drop early tomorrow if you can. Don't let the raccoons take all your goodies again.
0: Copy that. Oh, and don't worry about that fire. There's a storm moving through. Should put it out in no time. Oh, okay. Wait, Amber. Yeah? You didn't hear what I said earlier? Right before I shunned you?
2: You mean after the airplane analogy? And after you creepily mentioned Jerry? Yeah. No, you cut off. I tried reaching out for like 20 minutes, but you didn't respond. I figured... No. I was hoping you fell asleep.
0: Oh. No. Then why weren't you answering? Were you upset? No. Uh, radio wasn't working. I was still trying to talk to you. Oh. Sorry. It's fine. But, uh, what did you say? It wasn't the time, now. Uh, nothing. Nothing of importance. Thanks for all the info tonight, Amber. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you later. Good night. I went back over to the injured guy and bent down in front of him. Hey, you still with me? His eyes parted ever so slightly.
3: Why? Why are you still here?
0: (coughs) Because I didn't get all the answers I wanted.
3: You're running out of time.
0: Then answer quickly.
3: I told you. I don't know anything.
0: You know what's underground. You were down there. You took Jerry down there.
3: I do. As they say, it's a job.
0: What do they do?
3: They don't tell us.
0: (laughs) How'd you get into the bunker? None of the buttons were working. The lights were out. Everything was off. (laughs) Calm. What? That thing. There. He lifted an arm, pointing with a finger. He was pointing at a little yellow keycard looking object on the ground by his feet. I grabbed it.
3: Calm? Calm. Key device. That's right.
0: <laughs> I examined the thing. It was a thin metal rectangle with two black dots at the top corner. It looked like a slightly thicker MasterCard. There was a bloody finger on the back.
3: You call down. They let you in. They they opened the doors.
0: But why was the power off?
3: It doesn't work everywhere. They run on auxiliary. (coughs) Power. Now, in Sector 4.
0: Sector 4? He nodded weakly. What's Sector 4? This. He looked around. What did you want with Jerry?
3: (laughs) What do you care
0: I was helping him find you. Find the bunker. Find someone down there.
3: He escaped. We were tasked with finding him.
0: He grimaced and reached down to his leg. The cloth was now completely soaked with blood. You're bleeding out.
3: I know that.
0: Hell of an accident. I motioned to the cart.
3: It wasn't the accident, it was the rats.
0: The rats? What rats?
3: They'll be here soon. Them or
0: Iris. God damn it, what are you talking about? But he looked around nervously as he expected danger to be upon us any moment now. Which apparently he did. I'd
3: rather bleed out. Why?
0: But he closed his eyes, concentrating on his breathing. What's your name? His eyelids fluttered open. Lance. Okay, Lance. Please, for the love of God, tell me what's going on.
3: I'm doing you a favor by not telling you.
0: It's not a favor.
3: It is. It is.
0: He took a solid breath and leaned forward, intensely staring into my eyes.
3: The, the supply drop that she mentioned is not a supply drop. It's a way to cover the noise. What noise? The noise of the helicopter. Something happened down there. Your friend helped. Jerry? He set some of them free.
0: I heard something in the grass. I stood to look.
3: See? They're here now. They're here.
0: Probably just an animal.
3: It's not.
0: I could feel goosebumps rise along my arms and neck.
3: Shit. You should
0: go. I grabbed my pack and pocketed this little keycard. I readied my bow, knocked an arrow, and headed towards the noise. The grass over here was tall, reaching up to my chest. A slight breeze came through, swaying the grass, making it hard to see any suspicious movement. I was pretty far from the cart now, but I saw nothing. came from over here. I could swear! What the hell was that? Hello? Someone was here. The whispers not coming from the radio, but... Floating with the wind. There was movement behind me. Now on my left. Hello? I was actually shaking right now, but tried to keep my composure. Hello? Who's there? There were several noises now. Some of it seemed to come from the woodline to my right. That's when I noticed the scrawny figure standing in the woods. As I moved toward it, the figure ducked into the darkness, disappearing. Hello? Fuck this. Turned to make my way back to the cart, but noticed that everything behind me was drowned in darkness. I looked up at the moon, which was half obscured by dark clouds. The field around me was being encompassed. Oh no. Come on, come on! I searched for my flashlight. I needed it. I saw movement to my right again. Something dove into the tall grass. Where the fuck is it? There! I turned it on just as the moon was completely blocked by dark clouds. I moved the beam of light over the grass, but there was nothing now. No whispers. No movement. No figures. <sighs> no! Shit. I ran back towards the car. Oh. What the hell was that? I slid to a stop as I reached the other side of the cart where Lance lay. But now it wasn't just him. A figure stood hunching over him. I pointed the light at the figure. A grotesque man with jagged teeth and sunken eyes wearing nothing but torn black pants and a dirtied white shirt dropped the bloody rock in his hand. What the fuck? The man hissed and dove into the tall grass, crawling out of sight. Jesus Christ! I moved the flashlight to Lance, whose head was bashed in. He was still alive, but not for long. As the front of his face was nothing but a pile of mush, his lower jaw jutting out from the mess, moving up and down in an attempt to possibly scream again. I was about to vomit, but. You don't have time to throw up right now, Mike. There was movement all around me. I saw a figure run by the headlights of the cart, casting a large shadow over me. Oh, God. I think it's time to do what Lance was trying to convince me of the whole time. I needed to run. I needed to leave. I didn't have any real idea where to go, but it didn't matter right now. I just turned and ran.
1: Four, written and edited by Robert M. Lamb. Starring Jack Austin as Mike, Gina Coyle as Amber, Brian Messick as Gene. Co-starring Ariel Hack, Ryan Glover, Douglas Solway, and Shoji Bixby. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and Brett Wilkins at Facebook.com slash WilkinsMusicFL you enjoy tower four visit seven lamb.com for more podcasts such as this one also don't forget to follow seven lamb on facebook instagram and twitter at seven podcasts this has been a seven lamb production And now for a clip from the Fever Dreams episode, Succubus.
4: See that? Mm Mm-hmm. Shit. Talking about, I love my black sisters. Ugh. One white woman walks in, they circle like dogs waiting to be fed. Look, one's going up to her.
5: You think that's her father with her? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. He doesn't seem to mind the attention she's getting. Doesn't take much. She is pretty. Pretty white. (laughs) You're just mad about Nate. (laughs) I'm over that. Oh? You delete his number from your phone yet? Of course. Show me. Mind your business.
4: Nate was my ex. He also had a preference for white women. At least over me, considering he left me for his neighbor. She does hot yoga. We came to this bar to unwind, Sugar and I, and she was wrecking it by bringing him up. We're detectives in the LAPD's cold case unit, which means we spend our days chasing cases that are dead ends without any leads. On the cases that are losers and no one else wants. It's dispiriting on a good day.
5: (laughs) What's your position then, huh? Every good black man must be with a black woman no matter what? Should we potentially to add it as a law? What about black women and white men then?
4: Since when do you care so much about this?
5: I'm just saying. It's outdated.
4: Wait. You're dating a white guy,
5: aren't you? Oh, oh shit. You're dating White Jerry. You could just call him Jerry. White Jerry? Damn,
4: how did he swing that? He asked you out on a hot date while he was fixing your
5: computer? (laughs) You make him sound like a repairman. He's the IT supervisor for the entire department. wow. White cherry. I didn't think he had it in him. Seriously. How did that happen? Uh, well, I got a virus in my inbox. I bet you did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. Girl, stop. He came and fixed it. Okay, he makes me laugh. We went to the Grove and had dinner. He's nice. Be happy for me. I am. And stop calling him White Jerry. Listen, I'm only human.
4: (laughs) While we were off duty, we were still cops. We went outside and discovered the same thing the woman leaving the bar who had screamed had. A black man from inside the bar. One of the men who was eyeing the white woman in heels who had approached her. He was sprawled out in the adjacent alley. His pants were around his ankles. He had been castrated. Blood was everywhere. Oh, it was such a horrific sight that it was hard for my brain to process it. And I had seen hundreds of pictures of dead bodies in my work, not to mention a dozen or so in person. That white woman, the old man. I'll check. She checked. They were gone. Poof. Poof. We called for officer backup, of course. And once they came and secured the scene, we started canvassing the neighborhood. No one had really seen anything. I was watching TV. I heard a scream and that was it. Until we knocked on the right door.
5: Yes? Sorry to bother you, ma'am. I'm sure you heard some commotion just now in the neighborhood. Yes. Did you happen to see anyone outside of the bar across the street? I see people there all the time. Did you see anyone leave with a black man about 30 minutes ago, before the commotion? No. Are you certain of that? Please leave me alone.
4: I'm going to leave you my card. If you remember, you know how to find me then.
5: Okay, goodbye.
1: She saw something. Yep. Make sure to go to feverdreamspodcast.com to listen to the rest of the episode.